Hello and welcome, people of the universe. Today in the podcast, I am going to continue the misinterpretations of spirituality. And I've got a big topic to talk about today. Big because this part of you likes to be very big and likes the big note itself. It's called the ego. And today's title is, Do I Need to Get Rid of My Ego in Order to Be Spiritual? Hi, this is Amir Zoghi, speaker, coach, and aerobatic pilot. I'm on a mission to inspire, move, and transform people's lives. This is the Wisdom, Truth, and Freedom podcast, where I share mind-blowing insights about spirituality, self-actualization, and transcending those limiting mindsets in order to live an unlimited lifestyle and to make a dent in the universe. Let's just start with that title. Let's just say, let me repeat that again. Do I need to get rid of my ego in order to be spiritual? So for me to be spiritual, do I need to get rid of my ego? Do I need to leave the ego at the door? And this is a great misinterpretation, massive misinterpretation. And I can tell you straight off the bat right now, how big this misinterpretation is. I mean, think about it. Let me rephrase that question or let me say it again. Do I need to get rid of my ego in order to be spiritual? What's your answer? Do I need to get rid of my ego ego in order to be spiritual? So here's, here's my next question. Once you've found your answer, or what you believe to be your answer. My next question to you is, who's asking? Who wants to get rid of the ego? It's your ego. Your ego wants to get rid of the ego. Your ego is telling you that we need to get rid of the ego in order for us to be spiritual. Think about it. Which part of you thinks it needs to get rid of something? It's your ego. Which part of you wants to go to war and wants to go to battle with another part of yourself? It's your ego. Your ego creates its identity through this battle. Your ego is telling you, should we be getting rid of the ego? Hey, we need to get rid of my, I need to get rid of my ego in order for me to be spiritual. This is your ego's voice. And we continuously contemplate it. So this is a very great misinterpretation of being spiritual. People think to be spiritual, I need to get rid of my ego. Now, I'm not saying you, 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 you don't... I mean, you require ego, of course. It's a, you, you know, people understand that, hey, yeah, well, obviously when I'm in ego, I'm really not loving or I really feel heavy or I feel disconnected. So I'm not, I'm not disregarding this. Like, of course, you know, it's common. It's normal for you to think that, hey, yeah, well, I, I you know, I'm not going to be in a very loving place or a connected place or I'm not going to be very zen with with a big big fat ego am i but the first thing you need to understand the part of you that wants to get rid of your ego is your ego that's your ego's voice 
That's all I can tell you. That's your ego's voice that says, hey man, we need to get rid of the ego. If we want to be more loving, if we want to be more connected, we need to get rid of the ego. Your ego is creating an internal war within yourself. And you are going into battle for the ego. That's a huge misinterpretation because that's not what you're here to do. You are here to rise above the ego. The ego doesn't disappear as long as you're here in this body having a humanly experience as a human being. You are going to have some ego. But what you've got to understand is that for most, the ego is in charge. I mean, the fact that it speaks to you, telling you that we need to go to battle with the ego so we can get rid of the ego and you fall for that. It tells you that it's in charge if you fell for that voice that tells you we need to beat the ego because love doesn't look to fight. Love doesn't look to beat the ego or get rid of the ego. Love recognizes it is larger. It is far greater than the ego. Love recognizes the ego's role. It just has a role which you misunderstand. And you know what that role is? The role of your ego is that it is looking for love, but it's looking for love in all the wrong places. You see, your ego is born the moment you perceive to be this identity. So as for as long as that you have a perception and you're using this identity, there will be some ego. And the ego is looking for you to survive. And it's looking for love in all the wrong places. It's looking to have recognition. It's looking for appreciation. It's looking for acceptance. It's looking for approval. It's looking for safety and security. Now you think to yourself, oh, well, what's wrong with all those things? Because I've always been looking for all those things. I'm looking to feel safe and secure. I'm, I don't mind a bit of recognition. I mean, okay, yeah, a little bit. I don't mind being accepted. I don't mind when people approve of me. Who is looking for that? It's, and if you look at those things, recognition, appreciation, acceptance, approval, and feeling safe, what are, what are all these have in common? They are different forms of love. But I said to you, it's love in all the wrong places because it's looking for love through form. Because the ego identifies itself as form, as who I am, as a mere, as this body, that's the ego. So it's looking for love in all the wrong places. Where's love really? Love is everywhere. Love is when you can transcend and not just see yourself as this body. Love is within this entire space. Love is all. That's all there is. Love is all there is. All else is your judgment of what is. It's one of my favorite quotes that I would like to tell people. Because the moment you judge something, you don't experience love. The moment you're in love, there's no judgment. I always like to tell one of my other favorite quotes is, you're either in joy or in ego. You are either in joy or you're in ego. Because when you're not in ego, it's a very joyful experience. That's how much ego there is. Now, love is not looking to beat the ego. 
Love is looking for you to remember and recognize who you are. It is about rising above the ego. It is not about going into battle with the ego. When I was a young kid, 12, 13 years of age, I would do these paper runs. It was my first job. And I used to always dread this one particular street. It was a dead end. And I would go down this dead end and it was lots of trees and it kind of get dark because there was lots of trees and bushland there. And I would go and deliver the papers, but this one house had this one dog that was very aggressive. And every time I would try to sneak by, go very slowly with my bicycle, not to make sure the dog doesn't hear me. And of course, it always hears me, chuck the paper and run. And I would have my whole skin, I would be like really afraid. The ego for most people is that. It's that barking dog. And most people obey and or they fear that barking dog. As you become bigger, as you rise above the ego, and how you do that, because how do you become bigger than ego? Self-actualization. Know who you are. You must go to the spaces that you haven't been willing to go so far. You must realize who are you? Because if you realize who you are, you realize you already are bigger than the ego. You rise above the ego. Do you know what happens to the ego? Well, I'll tell you back to my story of this young 12-year-old version of me doing my paper run. I was always enjoyed this last bit of the paper run. It was coming back to my own street. And my street was much lighter. Some nice, there were some nice houses in that street as well. And there was this one big house with big gates. And every time I went past this house, there would be this little, this little chihuahua that would pop up. And he, but of course, you know what I'm just going to tell you. I wasn't afraid of the chihuahua. But the chihuahua would make the same expression as that, as that Doberman, the bigger dog that was making. His fangs would come out and his teeth and he'll growl and he'll be drooling. But I'll be looking at the chihuahua going, hey, cute little chihuahua, here's your newspaper. That's what happens when you rise above the ego. It's not that the ego dies. It's not that we beat the ego. The ego's voice becomes small. It becomes the little chihuahua. And it will still bark, but the effect is absolutely minimal on you. You expect it to come as you walk past, as I ride by with my bicycle. I expect it to come and go, Arr! but I didn't need to hide from it. I didn't need to run from it. I would just give the paper and say, oh, hey, buddy. Hey, little chihuahua. And he'll be like, Arr! and I'll be like, that's cute. And I would continue on with my bike and finish off my paper run. That's the ego. So be aware of that voice that says, hey, we need to get rid of the ego. You can't be spiritual. You can't be loving with that, with, with that ego. Yeah, fair call. Maybe you're right. But it's not about beating it. It's not about getting rid of it. It's about rising above it. 
It's about becoming who you really came here to become. It's about bringing that real you out. The authentic you. The you that I'm talking to right now as I'm doing this, as I'm sharing this message. I'm not talking to your ego. I'm talking to your soul. I'm talking to the real you. So do you need to get rid of the ego? No. You need to rise above. That's a far more courageous thing to do. To rise above the ego. That's my message for this podcast. Until next time. If what I've shared with you today has created more questions, I'd really encourage you to actually ask me these questions by going to my website, amirzogi.com forward slash podcast. And I will answer your question on a future Ask Amir episode.